0: And just like that, season two of the Educators Podcast. We're here. We're live. I appreciate you clicking today and listening to the episode. Make sure you listen to all the older episodes. They're all available. 29 episodes plus more are uh, all available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. It's on over seven different platforms. Don't forget to follow me at Educators on Instagram. You can follow my personal account as well. Check out what we're doing there every day uh we're also on twitter when i say we i mean myself so go ahead and check it out Educadence. all the links are right here in the podcast show notes uh you have any comments any feedback anything you want to give me would be amazing um and don't forget you know like i said review and rate the show it helps me out a lot and you know what enjoy today's show Educators Podcast, where we talk everything, education, with an educator himself. Enjoy this show. All right, bro. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the Educators Podcast. I'm your host, as usual. Uh, I can't even say usual. As usual, uh, Alex Gutierrez. And... Uh, special guest bringing it back we're gonna do a whole rewind here uh my first guest on the podcast period and he's back he finally made his uh made his way back he's been dodging me for quite some time uh but now everything's over the elections are done he found some time to to come back and and uh get back on the podcast so uh introduce yourself my man who are
1: you hey yeah vincent payne uh longtime friend uh Fellow educator and uh entrepreneur, serial
0: entrepreneur. Serial. Every time you put the word serial kind of scares me, right? Because people are
1: <laughs> associated with, people <laughs> with something else. D- dare, dare I even say fellow podcaster? Because I, I, I don't even want to put myself in the same league as you.
0: Hey, you know, there's levels to everything. So I guess you know, we'll keep it, we'll keep it like that. But yeah, I mean, speaking of that, because you know. When I first started this out, I hit you up. I'm, like, I'm like, hey, bro. Give me a second, let me Hold on, my light. Yeah, I mean, when we talked about it before, I was trying to get the podcast rolling. And I'm like, hey, man, I got this idea. And then you kind of just say, hey, man, just roll with it. You know what I mean? See what happens. And we did it. And then you're my first guest. We did it over the phone. I was in my living room yelling at the at the phone, trying to get this going. We were on some weird connection. And it worked out, though, right? And I think we've progressed a little bit to this point. Season two. You know what I mean? We're already past 30 episodes. Um, Thank you. And then you went along and and started your podcast, right? Can you kind of talk about that? What your idea was with that and and where you're at with that?
1: Yeah, so originally I was trying to start a podcast where I could talk about some of the financial things that uh, I'm passionate about and some of the things that um, just have come up. I mean, crazy stuff over COVID and um, just some of my knowledge college and expertise that I've had, you know, being a licensed uh, or a registered um, investment um, rep um, with a broker dealer, uh, dealing with mutual funds, dealing with um, retirement accounts, uh, setting those up for individuals as well as businesses. That was my background uh, before getting into to teaching. And then also just talking about the current climate of uh, finances. You know, I always talk about three parts of, of freedom. Um, financial, uh, energy, and agricultural. And so um, that was kind of aligned with my own kind of life philosophy um, with that financial fitness and uh, freedom. And so I thought that this would be a good way to really express myself and this, you know, have a voice out there um, in, in the radio waves. Um, Black Money You is the name of my podcast. Yeah. And uh, to date, the most successful one, was the one i did actually about life insurance um and i looked at my my numbers before jumping on here and it's crazy how the the people that listened to it my my uh my customer the the people listener who had uh actually listened they were between 18 to 22 and uh they were all men and so it was it was kind of it sparked something in me like you know a lot of people um think life insurance or or financial planning you know you have to have a lot of money or you have to be older right. you have to be a certain demographic and that's just not the case and so there's a need in my opinion to do that um i'm not pounding the pavement saying buy stock buy bonds right 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 buy mutual funds i don't represent any company um I just think that there should be true educate uh, education around
0: that and that's and that's key right because i think like people people talk about it people joke about it or they get mad about it like why aren't they they teaching this in schools and it's like there's only so much time we have and then obviously we're pushing a bunch of other stuff it's not like we're not doing anything you know there's a lot of stuff we're trying to push um i think it's it's key that you said that like you have your demographic right you got the 18 to 22 which is like college kids pretty much college age and they're, they're, stumbling across, uh, stumbling across your podcast and are like looking up something like you said, like life insurance, which like, to be honest, is something that no one tells us about, man. So like, that's why I find your, your concept of the podcast is huge, you know, because it's like, and the name alone is just cool. You know what I mean? I know, I know it's like you, is like, reminds me of Miami, the you, you know what I mean? The hurricanes. and also reminds me of obviously like last chance you, right? <laughs> yeah. Last <laughs> chance. U. I didn't like Miami, but I, I, I get the the whole thing behind it. But you know, the, the whole thing right there is dope, it's very marketable, the name is clean, you know what I mean, and then I think that you have experience in that field, so it's not like you're coming up with, like, hey, man, let's do a podcast about, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, coffee or something, it's like, well, you never even, you know, come on, so you're doing a podcast about something that you used to work in, Right, right now, we're going to talk about that in a second, and you have a lot of, like, I think you have a lot of passion for that kind of stuff, that, that, what do they call that? That uh, literacy, right? That business literacy or, or what uh, financial I mean, literacy financial literacy where people are like, you know, because we don't even know these terms, you know what I mean? CPM, eh, 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 eh. like all these like abbreviations, like I'm bad at that stuff. Like, what are you talking about, man? You know what I mean? I only know I only know DM. You feel me? I know DM. I know I know you uh, <laughs> oh, know, AOL is the messenger. I'm very, you know, IG Instagram, people just throwing these other ones. It's like, hey, do you have this? And do you have a Roth? And do you have an IRA? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? So Kind of talk about your little background. I know we talked about it in the first episode, but kind of give us a quick, like, how did you stumble across? How did you stumble? I can't even say stumble across the second time. How did you stumble across that that career that you were working on and and you might go back into one day? How did you stumble across that?
1: Yeah, no, uh, thank you for that question too, because I think that's important um, to just kind of know uh, where I started. And it's, it's a question that I got asked actually last night. Um, somebody asked me, What did you want to do when you grew up? Hmm. And I knew when I was young, I wanted to be a stockbroker. And uh, I didn't become a stockbroker, but that was always in my mind. I wanted to be around money. I enjoyed going to the credit union and the bank um, when I was a kid. That that was like one of my favorite places to go next to Toys R Us. Um, I'm dating myself obviously now because Toys R Us isn't around. Or, or but KB, or KB toys, you know, they KB be- toys. <laughs> but, so so I ended up um, uh, after high school. I, I was going to uh, Sacramento City College. work at that bookstore. Then I said I need more money, and um, I started working as a merchandiser for Sacramento Coca Cola. And then from there, I was like, I need a different job, and then I started working actually. Out in Oakland at the Port of Oakland for uh, as a Union Pacific Railroad contractor. So um, I worked with this company that uh, was contracting at the railroad, and it was a grimy, dirty, hard job, all outdoors in the heat and the cold, severe weather. And I was just like, I don't want to do this my whole life. And uh, I think sometimes along the way, we lose our, our focus, and sometimes uh, with our career or our life path or goal. And um, I wanted to get back into something with money. And so uh, I had a good friend uh, and he had an insurance and tax business. And then I had another good friend uh, who was a successful real estate agent. And if you think back to like 2003, 2004, what was happening in Natomas, uh, there was a lot of growth, a lot of growth in North Natomas. And uh, I thought I either wanted to go into real estate Or insurance. Mm -hmm. And so um, I felt like real estate was saturated and everyone kept telling me there's so many barriers, so many barriers. And so uh, my other friend who was in insurance said, man, why don't you think about insurance? It's boring, but it's about the Mm long-term. And I just always had it in myself that I would rather get rich slow over time, doing things the right way. and and holding on to that wealth or that you build rather than get money fast money you know fast money goes as fast as you can make it you're going to spend it so
0: yeah money, money go. anyway
1: long story short fast forward i ended up working for him from 2006 to 2010 uh he almost kicked me out he was like look you got to get your own license you've been here four years you got to get your own insurance license so i became a licensed insurance agent on February 9th, 2010, passed the California state insurance license exam. And I started working for a a big name. It was John Hancock out of Walnut Creek. That's where I got my start in insurance, selling life insurance, annuities, long-term care. Uh, Fast forward, the next year, I opened up uh, my own agency under a flagship brand. Um, And uh, that was really my kickstart. I sold, you know, auto, home, life, uh, business, or commercial insurance. Right. Uh, you know, I ended up it, later on even doing uh, crop insurance, and uh, so I, I was able to do a lot of things. I saw and uh, a lot of things um, in my business. Two thousand twelve, I ended up getting uh, passing the Series Six and sixty three, um, which are investment uh, licenses. Uh, to be able to sell variable products and uh 2012 that's when i started um selling my my the mutual funds that are available to to people all around um who are of age and and of course uh investors who are looking to add that in their portfolio uh that's when i started doing that so
0: you like it just kind of yeah just different things just kind of took you that's why that's why i like that man because i think like you're living life you're working at different places and you're taking you're just letting your like career just kind of slide through it i think uh, people want to do this perfect storybook thing where you know you go to the four-year you get some like fancy degree and you work at some company chip away right it's like it doesn't that's not how it works for everybody you know what i mean that's not how it works for everybody you know because people just do it differently so you stumbled across it you opened up your own place and so like you and i have that in common right we had our own place we were paying leases and all that. It was ridiculous, right? Um, It's hard, right? It's difficult uh, for, you know, all the young listeners out there, you know, we're not not telling them not to open up a business, but it is definitely like a, it's not as easy as it looks, right? It's not as easy as it looks. And and you got to just do it sometimes. Like we talk about all the time, like sometimes you just got to do it. It's like with the podcast, it's just something I just did. You know, I know that the the risk was very low compared to a business that I had, but that's what kind of enticed me was like, what can i do that doesn't put so much risk like i had before right where i can kind of enjoy it you know what i mean i could be my own boss a little bit you know take breaks whenever i wanted to and that's why i'm kind of enjoying this podcasting and that's why i think that your podcast going back to black money you like we got to bring it back you know what i mean we got to bring it back because there's obviously a need for that there's a, there's a need for everyone especially young um students to like learn about financial literacy not just the terms and how nice they sound, but like when you say portfolio, like to me, like I still have like an idea, but I don't, you know what I mean? So it's like little things like that that people don't know because we never learned them, you know? And, and I think uh, it's going to kind of take us to what was going on right now today, where it's like, you know, this whole stock thing, right? People are sitting around trying to like invest their stimulus or whatever it is, their money, trying to drop it somewhere. And I've talked to you before about it. Like I don't have the patience or the, I don't even know how to buy stock, you know what I mean? I know there's apps and stuff like that. So kind of kind of talk about real quick, what do you think about this whole GameStop situation that happened? Uh I mean, you probably know more than I do as far as like the details. Um but I'm laughing. I'm laughing over here as like as I'm reading on social media what happened and kind of understanding what happened. I'm kind of like, "Hey, anytime we take it to the man, man, you know, to me it's a win, you know what I mean?" So kind of kind of tell me what do you think about that? The whole GameStop?
1: First first thing I'm going to say is A lot of times I think people have anxiety because they hear of their brother, their uncle, their their neighbor Pete, whoever out there having all these gains or or living this fantastical life. And I think it tears at at our hearts because we want comfort, we want stability. We want our families to be okay. We wanna be okay. We wanna, we see this allure of wealth and, and fashion. And these things that are like glittery. And uh what we have to remember is that um, people work, you know, financial advisors, planners, CPAs, these people work. The um analysts, financial analysts, they all work, they put in the time. You know, people know Warren Buffett now, but at one time, Warren Buffett, he was having to raise money right. so that he could invest. And people don't remember that there was a time when Warren Buffett didn't have even hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. And when we think of people's wealth, we can't think of in terms of what they have right physically. A lot of times it's their company. Jeff Bezos has a company called Amazon, which is worth billions of dollars. And when we start separating and making it more human and realizing that we are a person first and that there's uh, a business which is separate, right? right? Then we start, I think we'll humanize this whole ourselves and not be so anxious and expect certain things like, oh, the stock market went down. Yeah, the stock market went down, but guess what? Uh, I was able to give my daughter a hug this morning. Those are more important things. And so there's games in the stock market and by games, what I mean is, so let's let's take for instance GameStop. That was because because that's what we're talking about. So GameStop, basically, the stock was it's been down, right? It's it's been compared to like Blockbuster. How are they?
0: How are they even open anymore? But, you know, it's like Sears. Like how is Sears? I told I joked with my brother yesterday. I'm like, hey, we were like naming stores that close, right? We're like Montgomery Ward, we're just naming stuff, right? Floor and Mall, we're just naming things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we're just like he was just like, he was the one that said the KB toy, right? He hit me with the KB toys. So right. then I hit him with Radio Tower Ocean. Records. I hit him with Tower Records, right? Then I hit him with Best, right? And then I hit him with Circuit City. Remember, right. and the good guys. I yep. was hitting them with stuff. Luau yep. Garden. I was hitting them with places from SAC. And then he's like, What about this one? He's like, No, and then I think I hit him with the Sears. And he's like, bro, Sears is open. I'm like, what? is open. Anyway,
1: all right, go ahead. That's a side thing. Go ahead, tell me about the game. No, but that's a good example of a company. See, people want something to invest forever. They want a one-hit wonder. They want to hit that grand slam, and that's not the case in investing. When you're investing, um, you know you're taking calculated risk. It's no different. It's like people want to go on a long trip right? If I was going to go from here to let's say LA, right. right? Something that I might do is I might check my tires. I might make sure I have enough gas. The risk involved is what is my car in good condition to make it over that grapevine? Do I need chains? I might check the weather report. What if I get hungry? Well, there's not the same provisions, but it's similar in nature to parallel this. When you're investing, you think about the risk what's happening to that business right now, mm-hmm. right? And so what we see is the stock price has nothing to do oftentimes or sometimes with the actual nature of the business. Okay. GameStop, people have not gone to GameStop in droves and they're, the merchandise is flying off the shelves. This is all stock market. This is people... have shorted the stock they're saying the stock is going to go down they're betting against it increasing in value the stock okay people have come in and they start buying this stock right so i'm trading stock there was about 70 million shares outstanding meaning the company had 70 million shares they were priced at three dollars okay okay what happens is I come in and I'm like, I'll buy it for $3.15. Then you come in and you say, yeah, I want to buy some shares too. I'll buy it for $3.20. And then slowly it starts going up. And as volume increases, because of the digitization of things too, you got computers trading. You have day traders trading. You have people on these apps trading. I'm not going to name any of them, but I will name Robinhood because we're going to get to that. Yeah. I want to talk about that. You're not that. even going to be but
0: around by the time this podcast
1: is published. You know, you're <laughs> going to be around yeah. But But all these things are happening and it's trading and trading and people are bidding up the price and the price is increasing. All the while, the underlying business is still the same. You know, sometimes a CEO changes. Sometimes the business structure or management changes. But again, if a business is good, it doesn't matter if if there's even covid if a business is structured uh correctly with management employees you know if it's there's a need in the marketplace for that business right then it's going to do okay people don't need all the gyms that maybe were open that's what the market is saying right but what people forget is The nature of business itself and capitalism if we're going to say we're a capitalist society, then sometimes businesses are going to close because people don't want it. The reason why they keep selling apples in the store is because people keep buying them right 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 if apples weren't selling they would not keep as many or the variety or you you, it would be a special order. Apple Hill, Apple Hill wouldn't be around no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so we forget that. But back to GameStop. So that's what's happening. The games that are getting played, a bunch of investors got together. They ran up the price. They stuck it to big Wall Street titans and hedge funds that are betting against and billions of dollars uh, of of shares and options, which uh, you know I won't get into. But there's all these different financial products that they're just basically saying we're going to you want to game the system we're going to game it too and people are making tons of profit but by the time you hear about something going on with stocks it's probably already too late so that's the thing that you want to keep in mind too for all the investors out there right the band the the wagon is already down the road that's
0: my that's my issue with that is that like i have friends that were hitting me up with that like hey this one this one this one i'm like by the time First of all, like by the time you know it, by the time you told me, dude, it's already too late. Right. You know what I mean? This is not like it's like if you see if someone published it already, or someone has you know there's podcasts on stocks and they're talking about it. It's too late. It's, it's too like late. a shooting
1: star. It's a shooting. Star. It's like if I'm
0: kind of. It's like if I'm trying to like if I'm trying to tell you about this kid named LeBron James in high school, right? It's too late. Like he already he's already gonna he's not gonna play for my team. You feel me? He's already drafted. Like. Oh no! But you see this kid like it's too late, bro. Like if you were by, by the time I saw him, people already <laughs> saw him, and that's right. how I see it. It's like right. it's a draft pick. It's like when you're signing somebody, like all oh, you see is oh he's eight, 17 year old, he's a baller. It's like it's too late then. If I found out on YouTube, that means 100,000 other people already saw it. Correct. Someone else already signed him. I'm talking about you know I'm just talking about
1: sports, but well, that's it, a good it, analogy. I mean yeah. in sports, you know to me
0: it's like the same thing where it's like you know people are hitting me up. I don't I don't have any stocks. People hit me up and I'm like bro if you know, okay, we're average Joes, bro, in Sacramento, like, well, how are we going to know about, you know, oh, Apple's going to emerge with this one company, stop, like, you know what I mean, like, how, we, come on, you know, so sometimes it's like, people just kind of go with what, whatever people are talking about, and I feel like you said you had to kind of get on that train early, because by the time you get on if you heard about that train, you already left. Right,
1: right, 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 yeah, so for your listeners, you know, one of the things that you have to keep in mind, uh, I think, is um, that goes back to that patience thing, you know, and I, I realized that like it, it's um, it's fun to spend money or to feel like you are uh, putting to make your money, money into yeah. the company, right? That you're gonna make money, and uh, people forget that past performance is no indication of future results. No, and that the stock market goes up and down. People do lose money, and the best uh, defense is a good offense. And so they, what I used to talk to clients about is um, putting the money in something that's diversified or diverse, having diversification uh, dollar cost averaging into the stock, uh, into the market, whether it's um, I didn't sell stocks, but with like the, a mutual fund, um, it's the, the best way to buy into the market there's other strategies, but this is just kind of universal stuff. Um, And then the other thing is just, it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. So you just need time for it to grow, for your investment to grow. You know, know, it's like people want like a, when we talk about the time thing where it's like,
0: people want to like, oh, look how much I've made. It's like, yeah, but how long have you been sitting on that? Or how long has your money been tied up into that? And like, I'm not trying to downplay stocks. I'm just, talking to you because you know about it because you have some and I have no idea so anyone listening to this maybe they're on my side maybe they're on yours I don't know anything about stocks I also don't want to tie up my money waiting right because the way I think about it's like I don't have that kind of money where I'm gonna just make a bunch like you know it's different when you have like hundreds or thousands of shares on a, in a company that's way different right. you're buying a couple here and there of Apple it's like what's your, what are you gonna make on that like to me it's like I'd rather just have dinner this Friday. You feel we have a nice little dinner this Friday, and then like I was telling you before, like I said, of dropping hundreds and hundreds here, I'd rather continue to you know save up and invest in my own you know retirement stuff, and then when I'm able to buy another, you know, I'm more into the property thing maybe. That's just me, you know. Yeah. I I'm more and the property thing is a patience thing too, right? You know, properties is a you know 20, 30 year kind of thing. Or people are like, oh, I'm gonna make a heck of money on this house. It's like, no, you're not. Like if you rent this house out, by the time you make your money back
1: it's going to be 20 years. You know what I mean? But that's a different story. But so well, people, people like the stock market because it is liquid. Right. Whereas real estate, there's you have to you you have to um, you can't just sell, you can't buy it today and then tomorrow decide, you know what? I want to pull my money out. I'm going to just sell my no. House. And that's that's the thing, too. Right. And then also
0: with the stock, you could you could have less money and go in, you know, because I can get the apps like we talked about and I can drop a couple hundred here and there. And with property, come on, bro, you're going to need at least 300K now. You know what I mean? It's not like you're, you're going to just find this, these people want these little homes for 80. Those aren't those aren't around no more. Those little, you know, fixer uppers. A fixer upper now is going to cost you 350. You know what I mean? So right, in California, it's not, in California. In California it's not like you're going to go, you know, overnight and be like, okay, I'm going to buy a house tomorrow. It's like, okay, dude, like not that many people have 350 just sitting around. So I do agree that the property game is different. That's probably a different episode. And the stocks thing with me is like, I do want to get into it. Because I do like that, you know, I would like to have a little app and, you know, go in there and look what I'm doing. But then I see some people that I know that are like kind of addicted to it. You know, it's almost like their social media. Like they're looking at it like, oh dude, I'm losing money, I'm selling, I'm selling. It's like, I don't think I have the time for that. You know what I mean? I don't think I have the time to be looking at that.
1: Yeah, no, and, and, and you know what, when, when you, um, some people I think should not be invested in the stock market uh, on their own and 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 there's something called um being an accredited investor or being being an investor itself you know if you're with a good um financial advisor which i right. recommend that people do start I, with i have one yeah i have one yeah at the very least you know instead of before you even get to the app talk to a professional talk right. to someone who's licensed who has experience who can help just even give you that one-on-one talk because the thing that I don't like, I do like the democracy of, of people having access to trade and to, to buy investments. What I don't like is that people are shortchanging themselves of the educational experience and the um, suitability for purchasing. Because remember, you could lose money, you know? And, and I think it muddies the water or gives the market a bad name. When people jump in and, um, you know, there's, they don't consider, you know. The losing part. The it's losing it's part. like gambling.
0: Like yeah. literally it's like gambling, right? Like sports gambling. Like like people have like, you know, their picks, right? Oh, follow this one guy. He'll give you the picks. And it's like, you're going to put your money based on this person who's like going off of whatever, right? It's like, to me, it's gambling for sports is almost the same as stocks except that you know sports gambling is is overnight you know you could this could be today and tomorrow there's all kinds of games right but i think it's like most people that want to be positive you know they want to be positive thinkers oh no if i think positively bro i'm gonna make a lot of money it's like that's not how it works all the time because i can bet that the kings are gonna win tonight right because i think they're gonna win tonight because i have a good feeling whatever but that money could be gone too right i could drop i could lose 100 bucks tonight you see what i'm saying so to right. me it's like I feel like it's almost the same thing with the stocks. Like we look at it, and we're looking at the positive, but we're not we're not thinking of the negative, right? Like, cause you're saying like you could drop in. People think what they paid is still theirs. Like, no, bro. When you put in, the value could drop tomorrow. Yeah. And you're not getting that difference back. You know what I mean? And it's almost like, you know, it's almost like it has some kind of problem with it, cooties, right? No one's gonna want to touch it. Nobody wants that back. You know, like oh, I'm gonna sell. It. It's like well, nobody wants it. Like they're gonna
1: want it, but they're gonna want it for less, right? Well, well, well here, here's what happened. Here's a scenario: two thousand eight, okay, two thousand nine. We know what was going on with the economy. The Great the recession. recession was happening, um, and and I remember the disdain of folks who were like, "I lost X amount of dollars in my four hundred one k," and and that's when I was starting to to uh, prepare to go into insurance, and I was working with. Uh, with the, with the guy, um, that, uh, got me into insurance. And I remember him saying, well, if they bought whole life insurance, they haven't lost a penny. And if people really look at their, their, um, statement, they haven't lost any shares. Right. The, the, sh- the, the stock right. price has changed, but they, if you had 10 shares of Apple, guess what? You still had you 10 have them. Of yeah of Yes, yes, yes. It was, it was there, there, the market loss, you only suffer loss when you sell, but you know, the, the real wealth and value is gained when you acquire an asset, that's where the wealth develops and starts. And that's why even for myself, I'm trying to transition over to real estate right. personally. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build, um, uh, more value, um, on the property that I own. Right. And then I'm also trying to diversify myself because I am in, in uh, at this time, stocks and mutual funds, but I'm trying to get into something else to diversify myself, right? right? And be, be, practice what I preach. If I'm telling, I'm not, I don't have any clients right now, but if I had clients, I'd say, look, I'm diversifying. I think that that's a good practice just to hedge your money. And it's almost like, I kind of look at it with property is like,
0: you know, people was like, oh, I lost value in my house. Like, but you still own the house, bro. You know what I mean? Like you, yes, the value went up and down, right? It went up ridiculously and then people dropped all their value. But you still own the house. I'm talking about people that own it or that were close to paying it off. It's like, right? yes, you own it. But guess what? The people that stuck around and they were able to fight through that recession, right, where their house dropped so much and they they hung on to it, it already went back up. They could have they could have flipped their house already twice the value then, you know what I mean? Because remember these houses were dropping to like $130,000, right? For instance, right. right. Well, yeah, that person can complain like, Oh my God, it dropped down. Yeah, but you only bought it for a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? You only, you only bought it for a hundred thousand. Let's be real. It dropped down to 130. You're right. It was probably at three. Right. But guess what? Now it's already up back. At, it's already back to four. You know what I mean? 400. So right. it's, it's almost like when you said like, Oh, I lost value. Yes. But you still own the 10 shares, right? Like, things can go up again, you know what I mean? So like, it's still yours. You don't lose the, the share. You don't lose the property because the value went down. It's yeah. still yours. The issue was when like people, you know, they had their mortgages out and they were looking at it. I'm paying more than what the house is worth. Yes, you were, you know what I mean? Everybody was, right? It was. That's what happened, right? That's why it crashed. But but I think people who stuck it out, man, I saw people that were just ready to give their houses up. You know what I mean? And you're listening to season two of the Educators podcast. This right here is a good moment for you to hit that subscribe, that like, that follow button, rate and review the show. And you know what? Maybe you have a book coming out. Maybe you have a show. Maybe you have a company you're trying to promote. Let me know. Let's get you on here. Hit me up on Instagram at Educators. I'm also on Twitter. Enjoy the show. I don't care, it. I'm just going to drop it. But now it's like you look at your house, like now their houses are back up to five hundred thousand dollar value. It's like, see, I thought you were going to get rid of your house. You know what I mean? It's like and and that's kind of the thing I I kind of look at when you say with the stocks that people kind of freak out when they lose their shares or or their value. Because my my father, you know, he he has some stocks or, you know, as teachers, we have our uh, investments. Right. And I have my investments through a financial advisor who's who's, you know, obviously investing the money for us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. You know we're not going too heavy. It's it's like a very whatever. Uh, what do they call it? Like, not moderate, but whatever it is. Where you, it's not too much of a game, but it, it sure, won't. Drop, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it, it won't drop past the number. It won't. It has like a, it has a floor. It doesn't drop past this floor that I invested in. You know, my dad's. Like, oh, we lost so much money with the COVID. I'm like, yeah, but you still own all. Like, it's just gonna come back. You know what I mean? Like things go up and down. It's not like you're trying to sell them now. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just it's just an up and down game. And I think like you said, patience is key. Like you said, it's not what do you say Is not the timing or was it is time in right right it's not timing the market it's it's time in the market time in the market i like that yeah i, I, didn't, I didn't think of that and I, I just i like that you also said that like by the time you hear about these stock tips from people it's too late yeah you know what i mean like it's too late and that's why there's people that st- study this and we're not trying we're not trying to tell people not to buy stock i think no, you also have to give value to people that know this game, that are in the game, that study this game, that work their way up to work in these places, right? These people, right? These people um, are are invested into this. So like every day they're looking at trends, right? Every day they're whatever they're doing, they're day traders, whatever they are. And so it's like when you when you're like, you know, on a, if you just grab an app, right, Penny, you just grab an app right now and you start doing some sports betting, you're probably gonna lose. You know what I mean? Because you don't even know the fighter who's fighting or you don't even know, right. The Celtics don't win on the road without what's, you know, it's just like, you don't do that. But people that are into that stuff, man, you know what I mean? You got to give them their, their props, you know, cause they study that stuff. They're all up in there that they, they see people count their money pain, but they don't, they count their wins, but they forget their losses too quickly. Correct. So like when you go to the casino, Oh bro, bro, I won 1,500 bucks. It's like, yeah, but you've gone for eight years, right? You (laughs) haven't stopped going. You always get a buffet, right? For you and your wife or you and your girl, you always get a buffet, Yeah. you and your boys. You always buy drinks. Oh, I gotta have them. Right? You always spend gas to get there, spend time to be there. Mm -hmm. You always go home losing 100, 200, 300, So if you really sat down and wrote this down a ledger, you're still negative, bro. That 1,500 bucks, they're just giving you something back. So guess what? They just bought you another 10 years. You're going to keep coming back because that one time you won
1: $1,500. Yeah, it's a psychological game. Yes. And, um, you know, my major, my major right now is uh, behavioral science. And what, what I what I understand is how cognition uh, develops our behaviors. and And that's exactly what happens. It resets a timer in us. It's almost like waiting in line. You ever waited in line and sometimes you're like, oh, this line is moving pretty quickly, right. but you had to wait five minutes. But maybe it, it seemed quick because maybe you start strike, uh, strike up a conversation with someone in line, or maybe it's a steady pace that you're moving forward right. and you're like, oh, it's not so bad. But when you're just stagnant and you're not moving and you're like, oh man, and no one's paying you any attention. You're all in your head. And you're like, what's taking forever? And maybe you've only been standing in line for two minutes. And so it's in our brain, it's what's between these two ears that gives us that comfort, whether it's stocks, whether it's anything, you know? And and so uh, that's something that, that we have to be aware of within ourselves and, and find that, that almost uh, inner peace to say, hey, it's okay. It's all good. You know, uh, I might've won, right? If I went to the casino and won 1,500 bucks, I might've won today, but let me take, like you say, take stock of what happened. <laughs> they owed. I'm. I was due. You know. Yeah. I. I should have won this two months ago. Yeah, it's like
0: it's with the sports thing too. Like, oh, I want 200 bucks today on this game. It's like, bro, but you lost like the last seven weeks. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's. I. And I think our mind does that to us. I think we. I think that my, our mind does that to us, right? Where we we like to. Uh, so it's kind of dark. But it's fine. We like to, uh, you know, keep. Keep in in our head all the wins that we have, but even though they're a little bit because I thought about I thought about that today for some reason. I was like, man, if I sat here and just talk about the championships that I won as a kid, right? I was thinking about the championships in sports, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't win that many, but those couple championships are like they're in here, man. You feel like forever. I've lost more games than I've ever won. Period. It has to be like that, right? I mean not Tom Brady, but other normal people. <laughs> right. we right. Michael Jordan has put up more shots, right? But he's only made so many buzzer beaters, like you know, like he says. And right. so he remember he said, like, oh, it's my fault. I made it look easy. Remember, Jordan said that. Yes, and so like that the best commercial ever, right? So it, it, and I think I thought about that today for some reason. I was thinking about it because you know I coach and, and, and I love the game. And I'm like, wow, like I really treasure the couple things that I've won even though I've lost more games than I ever won. You feel I me mean? like, and I think maybe with the stock game, it should, you know, people kind of, uh, I don't know, they, they shouldn't be so risky like that. Just drop money and just say, look, I'm winning here. And it's like, yeah, but you're losing everywhere else. You know what I mean? So
1: Well, the, the right mindset, just like in coaching, you, you don't coach your players to um, go out and, uh, you want to coach them to go out and compete and to, to win and have a winning mindset. And hey, we might be down, but we're going to keep going, okay? So w- when investing in stocks, people want to make money. But remember, before you can extract value, you have to give value, right? You don't, you don't go up to a fire uh, or a, a bunch of logs and say, give me heat. No, you have to light them on fire. There has to be a burn before there's some heat. And then you get the heat after you started the fire. And by the time you get the heat, man, that log's almost done, anyways. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, but but people want the people want the gains in the stock, yeah, because, quick. But they're not willing to do the, the other parts, patience. or, or have right. the patience to even get it going. And 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 it's not about just gaining the money. It's about you're investing. Know what you're investing in. You know, I like the ESG right now. It's about uh, ESG investing is basically where you're looking at the environmental the uh, social and the governance of these companies. And when you start putting your 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 mind and your heart together to do these investment things, then you're starting to transform how you start allocating your dollars and the businesses that you associate with. I mean, can you imagine, um, like personally, the reason why I stopped investing in certain even mutual funds or looking at certain stocks is because I'm like, what is their stance when it comes to uh farming practices, um, and more specifically, how do they get palm oil? There's only two places in the world that orangutans live. Orangutans live in uh, Sumatra and Borneo. And what happens is I mean, these- I don't even know where that's at, but keep going. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's in Southeast Asia. Yeah, I think so, okay, it had to be Asia. And, and so, um, but what's happening is their, their habitat is being deforested Because of farming practices, so they can put up these uh, and get palm oil, basically. And palm oils in a lot of things. And um, so, personally, I don't want to put my money in a company, uh, even if I'm making money. That's not how I want to make money. I love orangutans. I go to the Sacramento Zoo, and I just yeah, they have
0: them right there. He be just chilling right
1: there. Oh man, I love orangutans. Yeah, and 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 that's it's. It's my second. It's one of my favorite animals. My other, my other favorite animal is the tiger, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to put my money in companies. Free Joe
0: Exotic, if you're listening to this. Free Joe Exotic.
1: Tiger King.
0: King. (laughs) (laughs) King. Help my boy out, man. Come on, man. Oh, crack them gates.
1: Hey, that was Um,
0: a. That was a great start to our code. Remember, we were all stuck at home when we were watching Tiger King. But all
1: right, go ahead. Keep going, man. Ten year, ten months later. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll never get that time back in life, but it's okay. We're not going to get this time. time back either, man. This is, We lost right, the whole right. year. But go ahead. But, um, but, but what I'm saying is that, you know, when we're more aware of the and more intentional of what we're doing and things um, that we are a part of, Thank we can really have social change. We can really create... Uh, value, that's not always monetary. I mean, yes, we, business is in, is doing business to make money, to, right. to you want to try to turn a profit, but, there's more but to, yeah. how do you want to make money? There's certain ways that are just, in my opinion, ethical to make money. And there's certain ways that just aren't ethical to make money. And, and it, it doesn't, it, you don't want to justify um, or try to make excuses for why you're trying to make that money. I think that you should, it's always the right time to do the right thing. I think Martin Luther King said that. And as we approach Black History Month, I think we need to go back to some of this old theory and philosophy that these people who had great hearts and were thinkers and saw and envisioned a future that was better, I think we got to do that again, man. So I'm,
0: I'm all with it, man. I, I think that's, I think you hit that with the being ethical and all that, like doing, investing in something that you know is, you know, doing the right things. I feel like in this capitalistic world, we are like shark eat shark kind of, you know, world where everyone's just trying to do their own thing. And it's like, but at what cost? You know what I mean? Like I look at, I, I you know, Ray is an entrepreneur who was on my show in the first season He's a big YouTuber, right? Who does a bunch of business right along. So he'll, he'll let people explain their business to him right he puts it on video he's a big time youtuber you check it out um he he took off one he like he just talked about it the other day he took off an episode because he was with these guys and you know we can talk about it because they ain't listening but they were what they would do is they would buy their medical equipment like their medical equipment like let's say it's like diabetic it was diabetic equipment usually you know like the, the strips and different things for diabetic okay people right the strips and the blood you know, all that stuff. All those, the different things you needed, medicine and all the thing, insulin, and all that. So let's say you got it, somebody got it from their insurance, right? Because they qualify for, but guess what? These people didn't need all of it. They needed only some of it. So wow. these guys would buy it off them. Of, no, she's not this is bad. They'd buy it off them. And then like there was like this other third party company that's that was down to pay for um for these tools, these equipment, like the equipment or like the different strips and different things that they needed, accessories. And then they would sell it on their website to people. And so he was like at first I guess he just did the whole video, he was cool with it, and then as he was doing it, he was kind of like and he did post it for like one day and then people were just bashing him on YouTube like, "Bro, how are you going to like there's people who are dying or people who are diabetic who cannot qualify and can't afford it and you're over here like buying it, flipping it. You know, flipping medical equipment." So or I keep saying medical, but medical needs, you know, and that's, you know, medicine and stuff. Uh, And, and it kind of, when you said that right now, I was like thinking about like, you know what, like not all money is good money, man. And it's not, we're not talking about obviously the obvious ones that are legal. We're talking about other things that are like, yeah, that's cool and all. But like, are you okay with that? You know what I mean? You're cool with like taking advantage of people's situations, you know what I mean? For a monetary gain. I don't know. You know what I mean? I think at some point we have to be like, nah, that's not, that's not okay. Right. Right. I mean, and, and, we, we are, but other people don't care. You know, it's, it's dog eat dog and they just want to make that paper, you know,
1: but. Right. 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 And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, the other thing is it's it's kind of um, so it's a it's a great uh, social um, kind of observation to have when you look at people who got money or, you know, it's like their, their wildest dreams came true. Then what happened? And yeah, they, they always show, they always show these lottery uh, winners who end up in a worse position financially than before they even won the lottery. And it's like, how does that happen? And it's because the nature of ourselves, right. it, it it's not, see, because if you're unhappy and you don't have a big old portfolio with stocks and bonds and and real estate and you know, you, you don't have the fancy car. If you're unhappy when you don't have that, when you do have that, guess what? You might feel a little bit better. You might be able to appease yourself, but you're still not, you're gonna still be missing a little bit of that happiness. Yeah, I mean, they say that
0: money doesn't buy happiness and I always be like, whatever, you don't have enough money, right? But but <laughs> right. if you keep saying that, but you're right. I mean, I remember the, remember the lotto was like, remember the mega was like almost a billion dollars Remember It was like 900 million or something one time. Right. and the super, or whatever it was. And I remember Mark Cuban, you know, he had his little tips. He said, the first thing you have to do is get a tax accountant and a lawyer, you know what I mean? A tax lawyer, because the second you, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, some people, we talk about a lot, everybody does. We look at these athletes that came out of nowhere and now they have $20 million or, or Mike Tyson, other people that just make so much money in one night and they don't know what to do with it after. And they don't have it after they end up in a worse place than they were when they were, okay you know what i mean they weren't you know what i mean so i think that's that's huge man because i always sit here and i'm like okay what if i did win the lotto and it's like but i have a house you know what i mean but i have you know yes will we have nicer toys probably right you know my cars would be upgraded you feel me maybe the house would be upgraded but that's really it's all really going to change you know that's the only thing that would change but we we expect some people who get this quick money and we expect them to be very responsible with it and I'm talking about athletes, musicians, actors, whatever. We see a bunch of them who are struggling after. I, I just think it, it like you said, if you weren't happy before, I don't think the money's gonna fix that. I think, you know what I mean? I feel like because I think we all think our problems would be solved if we have more money. You know, whatever problem we have, like we don't have a good relationship with someone. Man, if I was richer, I wouldn't have to do it. It's like, no, nah, it's not really gonna fix that though. Like, you know what I mean? And so I think uh Grant Cardone, you know, he asked people. What would you rather have? A million friends or a million dollars? And and I would go with a million friends because, well, first of all, I just asked them for a buck each. You know, they would have a million dollars. But, <laughs> right. not my strategy, but not just that, it's that I was I talked to you about this before. I don't want to be a millionaire and not be where I'm at. See, I couldn't live in Beverly Hills now by myself with just my family in this big old house. That wouldn't make us happy because the people around us wouldn't be there anymore right does that make sense like I wouldn't have the same friendships anymore because I wouldn't be here around you right so I would want to be rich where I'm from you know what I mean I drive around Truxell with the Bentley you know what I mean and like and, and now I feel like hey I made it but I wouldn't do that but but the point is like I don't know like people want to be rich it's like but do you want to because if you didn't grow up that way
1: you're changing everything you're changing the people you talk to. You You can't even, you know what I mean? It's just, everything changes, man. It's it's like the journey. It's like people don't, they they just think about the destination, but they forget the journey. You know, like I remember one of my, my favorite childhood memories with my dad is this trip we took to Fireball, California. Now for most people, Fireball is in the middle of nowhere, which it is. And Fireball, shout out to Fireball, California, for the only thing that they have in Fireball is Foster's Freeze. Okay. I remember, so, Foster,
0: I remember Foster Street in Fresno. Okay. I used to get that in Fresno.
1: Right. So that's the only thing they had in Fireball, at least when I was a kid. Okay. But we we went on this trip to Fireball. But along the way, we made different stops. Right. We stopped at this huge farm. This guy had hundreds of, uh, probably thousands of acres just out in the middle of nowhere on our way. You know, I, lived, I grew up in, in this rural part of Madeira. You know, most people know the city of Madeira where after even the boom, there was like 45,000 people. I lived in the rural part of Madeira. I lived in East Madeira. And um, I talked about that on the first podcast. But but, um, anyway, so it was about the journey to get to Fireball. I didn't know we were going there, but once we got there, that destination, then we had a picnic and then we uh, had went and saw this uh, sweet potato factory, this plant. And then we came back home. And that's my greatest childhood memory with my dad. But it was about the trip, that journey. We woke up at like 5 a.m. You know, I didn't know where we were going, but I remember the trip along the way. And that's the kind of key that you have to remember as an investor, as just a person in life. I think that people forget that it's a journey, that process to gaining wealth, and to accumulating even stocks, it just starts, you know, put $5 away, right? Save it. You don't have to invest it in the stock market, put it away. And then once you learn a little bit more about something, then you can apply that, right? You get the skills first and then apply it to the trade practice. You know, there's so many things too, at least for stocks, you know, like I use in my classroom and for um, people, I always say, just start with the, like a stock simulator, you know, yeah, just, to, just to practice, you know, or, um, you know, one thing that I did, I read Peter Lynch's book, uh, Learn to Earn. Maybe this is a teacher in me, but I read Learn to Earn, cover to cover. I used to sleep with it next to me on the pillow. I'm not even joking, you know, and that was for me how, what I wanted to, but I had a passion for it, you know, but, um, I think people forget that they forget that journey and like it's like once you once you are trying to accumulate th- these uh the wealth and and get rich it's like you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to educate somebody else in the right way and say hey I did everything above board you know you don't have any uh FBI or securities and exchange uh people knocking at your door see, you know yeah. we, we see I, I don't know if people can remember, but there was like Bernie Madoff, and he supposedly swindled like three billion dollars or thirty billion dollars, something crazy, you know. And um, hard, I mean, people question him, you know. I think there is even a, a movie about it. There is a movie. Question them, but, they, but they didn't want to know. They just wanted their money, and and so that took precedence over logic, over guidance of of ethical practices over just good sound investing, you know, if you don't know what you're investing in, just wait, there's no rush. It's just life, you know? Yeah. And like you said with the journey, I mean, and speaking of, you know,
0: Madoff and stuff, you know, you ever watch American Greed, the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. (laughs) That show's crazy. It trips me out because there's people like in SAC that are on that show. It's like, Whoa, you know, people that are like, it's like this, it's this drug, man, people wanna be, they wanna be so caught up in being rich. You know what I mean? That they will they will drop everything and trade their name. Cause all we have is our name, man. And the second you lose your name, you know what I mean? Like you only get one name, you feel me? Someone gave you a name, your parents gave you a name, your mom gave you a name. And so you're gonna tarnish your name by doing something that's unethical. You know right. what I mean? And let's say you owe somebody five bucks you know, or yo a cousin five bucks, like some people don't let that go. It's like, I can't never let him borrow nothing, even though it was five bucks when you were like 12. Like those little things right there, like it's I see it the same way. It's like, you got to always try to protect your name, you know, and I've done things that's, that I put my name out there and, and I've made mistakes that probably messed up my name a little bit, but you got to do your best to not, you know what I mean? You got to do your best to keep your name, woo, you know what I mean? As clean as you can, because that's like you said, that, that, that value right there, like you said, maybe Jeff Bezos, doesn't have all that money in his, in his hand, but he has a company and he has his name. And the right. second he does something stupid, you know, there goes his name. You know, we're not gonna wanna talk about Jeb anymore. No right. You know, people don't wanna mention Michael Vick for one little mistake that his cousins were doing. You Donald know, Sterling. Donald Sterling, the name Donald period. You feel me? Donald Duck, right. Donald Trump, right? It doesn't matter what it is, but right. <laughs> you know, there's names that you cannot, like they don't have their name anymore. You feel right. me? And And I think being ethical and trying to do the right thing is huge you know so right now we're talking about that you know we're going to wrap this up pretty soon but how we talked about that app you know by them being like oh no y'all can't buy no more you're messing around with this it's like hey nobody broke a law you know what i'm saying you don't like it because you want to the house wants to win all the time i get it but hey you're never going to erase that people are never going to forget that now especially with social media people don't forget man people don't forget
1: no, and and what they did so for people that don't know, so what Robinhood did was they restricted the trading, yeah, and they 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 um, purposefully
0: they blocked uh, them right? They yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, because, um, you know, it's it's for the um, those who weren't, you know, those who don't know, like. The stock market is controlled to a degree. You know, they, they have to match the, the buyers and the sellers. And platforms have to allow sellers, or excuse me, traders, people who are trading their stock or selling their stock back and forth, they have to allow them access to that. Well, what happens is when Robinhood shut down the, the availability of that, similar to how um, they put restrictions when Zoom was uh, you know, going up in value, and there was two types of uh, companies that had that name Zoom in it. And mm. so they were kind of, they wanted to put protections in place so people weren't trading the wrong stock. Mm-hmm. And it's that happened makes, before. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's happened before. However, with this one, people knew, I mean, there was no mistake. People knew and wanted to jump in on this, what was happening, the trading that was happening. And they were purposefully uh, cut off to the point where now, you know, you got, you uh, uh, Representative um, Ocasio-Cortez from uh, New York yeah. and Ted Cruz, you know, Senator Cruz from uh, Texas, agreeing. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I wouldn't say, say agreeing, but I would
0: say that she put out a tweet and this guy agreed with it. So I want to say they both agree. I would say he agreed with her. And I'm like, that's when you know it's bad. When, when you got these two people that are definitely on the opposite sides, very vocal, and they're saying, hey, you know what, like these companies, because they were complaining, right? The stock market was complaining, right? And they were like, hey, like, nah, man, like nobody's doing anything wrong here. Don't get mad at the people. You're only mad, you know, They, it's, it's, it's literally like, we went to, the, you know, it's like when you're at the casino and you're winning and they come and change a dealer on you. Right. Right. Or they ask you to leave because they have the right to ask you to stop playing. Right. At the, I've seen it on like, you know, movies and like, hey, man, you can't play here no more. And it's like, what? So it's okay for me to keep losing my money but it's not okay for me to win. So you're okay with me like having this dream of winning it. But the second I'm winning, 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 they're like, oh, you're cheating. You got to go new dealer, whatever they do. Right. And it's like, that's crazy. Right. And I feel like it's almost the same thing. was like, Hey, no, y'all can't be doing this. What do you mean? Why not? There's no law that says we can't talk on Reddit and just share information out. Like these are open. You know what I mean? It's funny because it's like, how is that a problem now? You know what I mean? I liked it. I thought that was a win for the internet. Internet's undefeated, man. Internet's undefeated, and and you know, thanks to Napster and everybody else, it's going to continue to be undefeated, man. Napster and Tom from MySpace and Mark and all these people, Internet's going to continue to win. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, well, it's the super information highway, man. It is, and and I was just talking to uh, you know students of mine. We were talking about houses, right? And we'll wrap this up right here. We're talking about houses and what was essential and what was a luxury, right? And we're talking about houses, we were comparing houses from here and Guatemala, here and the Dominican Republic, because that's what we're doing. And it's crazy because I told them, you know what? When this lesson plan was made, you know, I was making this, you know, I've been doing this a long time. This, the COVID wasn't hit, right? So now that we are in COVID and we're at home, I think we can move the internet to the essential part. Right, because we had essential. I had internet, like on this list, I had had it as a luxury. I said, but it's crazy, right, students, that today, 2021, and we could have said, obviously, 2020 as well, but 2021, we can't say the internet's a luxury. I think we have to put internet on the list of essentials. I would agree. Right? And the kids were like saying, like, oh, it's essential to have a sofa. I'm like, no. Sofa, no. But I was like, bed? Probably. I was like, sofa? No. Right? You know, you could sit in a chair, right? But we we're just kind of, I was trying to get them to kind of look at their situation and say, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter how much you think you don't have. There's always someone that has less than you. And okay. I was like, I, and I'll tell you, we're showing them pictures. I have like pictures and stuff and videos. And I'm like, some people don't have running water. And I, and I was gr- I was grateful to have students that have been to other countries like I have. And they recognize that people don't have running water. That, so, when, so when we talk about water, it's like, oh, water is an essential. I'm like, no, I would say, I was, like, no, I, was like, no, I was like, no, we said water was essential. I said, I would say, they said water is a luxury. I said no. I don't think. I said I don't think water is a luxury. I think hot water is a luxury. I think running water is a luxury because, you know, running water is, you know, you open up your sink, your faucet, and, you know, you have water available. Right. You have a warm shower. To me, I said I think shower is kind of a luxury. We were like kind of arguing like, shower is kind of a luxury because like, no, it's essential. I'm like no because you could just, you know, use a, use a bucket. bucket. Yeah, use a bucket like people do around the
1: world. Yep. So and a little cup.
0: Yeah, I was watching um and so that's kind of like you know, we're talking about the internet and how it's changed, and, and that's that's for another episode. But I was I was listening to Joe Rogan and he was saying that, and he was saying that he, uh, he mentioned something about if you make more than thirty thousand dollars a year, you're in the one percent of the world. Wow. The world. Like I know here in the United States, you're like, oh no, come on. No, no, no. That's the point. That's how well we're doing here. One percent of the world doesn't, I mean, you're in the 1% of the world. I mean, 99% of the world does not make $30,000 a year. And I was like thinking about it. And he's right. Obviously there's so many places around the world. There's billions of people in India, billions of people in China. So you can just add people up if you want to add them all over the world. And it's like, that's crazy because here we look at 30,000 you're like, no, you know what I mean? Like that's not going to make it, you know, and it's yeah. not going to make it. It's going to be tough. So it's crazy that I told the kids, I know you want to compare yourself to someone else and be like, oh, he's rich. I was like, you know what? Like, we don't know what rich is, man. Cause rich is when you don't work and you wake up and money just keeps adding up, you know? And there's very few people that have that kind of status that just they're rich. You know what I mean? Like they're rich, rich, you know what I mean? And I think we look at that on TV and we think that that could be us, but we're not even there. You know, there's people that are making a lot of money without putting work in. So I was just trying to get them to kind of like reflect a little bit and feel good about what they have. And appreciate what they have, you know
1: what I mean? We've been talking about that and being it's at that the value, point. It's the value. I, I always, I, I, I've come to learn more about the value part. It's like, what if you were a millionaire or a billionaire, right? But you could, you, your sight. There was an issue with how you, you know, seeing things. You know, I look. I, I think of Steve Wynn, the owner of Wynn, um, no, you yeah. know, the hotels in Las Vegas, Vegas all yeah. that. And it's like, wow, I have my sight, I have my hearing, I have my legs, you know. You're winning already, man, you're winning. Yeah. Man, and and you know, it's like I have a home that's warm and safe for, for myself and my family. I have, like you said, running water. I remember I went to Brazil in 2013 when after the mudslides, there were severe mudslides. And I remember going and people didn't have water and access to water was even cut off. You know, they had to wait for like a truck. To come and bring some water, mm-hmm. um, similar to how many Native American, uh, Indigenous Americans today, you know, they have to get their water from, uh, you know, supplies that get dropped off or delivered. And it's like when you have, when you see the value in what you have, you see the value in yourself, and you see the value in others. That's true wealth, you know, because all the other stuff. It's, it's just amplified, you know, I mean, I've had some really good shrimp from somebody's backyard, you know, but there's, I've had really good shrimp that I've had to dress up and go out to go get. So it's like, I value both of those experiences, and both of the people that I, I, I was with, you know, and mm-hmm. so when we value the, that, I think that that adds only to the richness of our experiences. And, and and true wealth, man, it'll be between here, you know?
0: I mean, think that's, that's key, man. I think just value, you know, investing in things that are ethical and uh, patience. You know what I mean? That's and nothing- McDonald's
1: needs to stop using value menu. See, they're taking that word. They're devaluing the word value. Stop using value menu and value this and that for all these food places. You're cheapening it. But you can't agree that the Happy Meal does make kids happy. It does. It, you know, I remember, okay, now I, I maybe I got to say this. I do have Disney stock. Okay. So, but I remember back in the day when Disney, and I'm not saying this because of plug for Disney, but it's uh Disney toys. If you remember when a Disney movie would come out and then you go to McDonald's and you get that happy meal. Oh man, they used to get me every time.
0: Right.
1: And they get you because, you know, it gets
0: my son every time. He was like, he'll look at it. He'll see the toy. And then now he wants to watch that movie, because now the movies are coming out so fast, can't keep up, right? So they come out, and I was like, I don't even know what movie that is, right? Here's the toy, and now we got to watch the movie. So now they got to stream after that. So if they work hand in hand, man. They're they are some geniuses over there for sure. Yeah, but the boxes make them happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Little apple slices and stuff. But,
1: oh man, you yeah. know what? I might just go today just to uh, to go get one of those apple pies. I haven't had I haven't gone to McDonald's in a long time, but I might just get an apple pie tonight.
0: I used to get them a the chickens for a dollar, but now they're like two for three 30 or three fifty or some of like that. I'm not going to be able to do that tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time
1: and uh, we're going to wait for your podcast. And when it comes out, we're going to blast that to people. You know what I mean? We're yeah. That- Black Money You coming to you. We already have three episodes out. Black yeah. Money You. It's on Anchor and, and all those other. Spotify. I'm going to make
0: sure you, uh, I'll put your link on mine. So anyone listening to this, can check that out in the podcast notes you'll see that um link to go check out uh Vincent and his podcast and uh yeah man I appreciate your time and we'll catch up with you again okay all right later late